millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this particular episode is a deep dive. We're going to deep dive into patience. No, not the song by Guns N' Roses. We're going to get that reference out of the way. We are going to dive into the concept of patience as discussed in this little movie television book series, Star Wars. I'm very excited. I can't, in fact, wait to get to our conversation about patience. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsuck. Uh, I am so glad you you just got the Guns N' Roses in up top. It was it, it, I would have been disappointed if we did this whole episode <laughs> and you didn't mention one of your favorite bands of all time. So yeah, that's good stuff. Happy to be here. Had to get it out right away, uh, and it will be playing lightly in my head. And I'll probably listen to the song when we're done recording, just to get it out of my mind. Uh, but for now, let's let's dive in. Uh, as always, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are recommending Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. It is the next book in the High Republic series. Ken and I both have this in our to-read piles. You can have it in your to-listen pile and be all caught up when we do our discussion about the book. If you want to download your free audiobook, you can go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for that free audio book but that's not all we have another offer we do indeed inside editions publisher of a ton of great star wars books is offering 35 percent off across their website with a special force center code to get your discount enter the coupon code fc35 sc35 or visit the website with this link inside editions.com slash discount slash fc35 this week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, The Lightsaber Collection. Check it out with that code, FC35. Yeah, it is a good book. It's a book that makes you want to make those lightsaber noises with your mouth, which I, which I sometimes just do on a random Tuesday afternoon. It's a ton of fun. Uh, but for now, we're going to get into uh, our big topic. We're going to talk about the concept of patience in Star Wars and how it uh, applies to the story and how it applies sometimes even to our fandom. So uh, we're going to talk in the second half of the podcast about some uh, specific moments where it pops up in uh, actual dialogue, in stories. But first, we're just going to have a kind of general <laughs> big look at, at patience, uh, what patience is, how it uh, functions in the whole mythology of Star Wars. So Ken, as you know, you know, many different Jedi and otherwise characters, but a lot of Jedi, recommend patience as a vital, necessary skill. When you were growing up, with the original trilogy and you heard Yoda and Obi-Wan advocating patience in this thrilling adventure movie. Did you hear that at all? Or did you just completely ignore those old people talking about patience? Completely ignored it. You kidding me? Get in that X-Wing, leave Dagobah, go to cloud city. What are you talking about? And they're wet. Wait, wait, patience. Luke, get out of here. No, absolutely not. You got to go save the day. I fell for it every time. Yeah, so it just it, it it didn't register with you at all, or did it actually make you? Did you actively di- disagree with it? Where you're like, come on, I stop just, stop being a wet blanket. <laughs> a little bit of that it wasn't like I actively disagree with that, and we can have some wonderful discussions and have and will on on those moments and, and maybe some of the mistakes of Obi Wan and Yoda over the years, right? But that comes later. Just isn't that moment? It's just you you are following the hero's journey, but you're just maybe for me not understanding the type of hero they were maybe training him to be or trying to get him to understand the, the best way to be it. And you just want to go take that lightsaber and, and go charge ahead. I mean, the Jabba's sail barge is, is Luke going, you know, pure Jedi, which isn't 
correct, by the way. It's probably, uh, you know, that's not what a Jedi would necessarily do, but it's, it's part of it. You know what I'm talking about, but you know, it's like as a kid, you're just watching like, that's the hero. He charged in and he saved the day and that's what I want. And so going back to the Dagobah stuff, I didn't have patience to even get through those scenes as much as a kid, right? <laughs> like it was a, uh, you know, I'm not quite saying I fast forward through them, but it was kind of like, come on, come on. We just had the great battle. Let's go to the great fight. Yeah, no, I mean, I think this uh, idea of patience is just kind of core to a thing I love about Star Wars. The more that, that we get to talk about it is that there is just tension in it. It's called Star Wars. It's based on adventure thrill, you know, serials. It's supposed to be uh, thrilling. But here you are, you know, already in the second movie, there's bits of it in the first movie, but already in the second movie, it is so fascinating that you have Yoda, you know, this wise old character going, slow down. Don't have nobody wants don't your life shouldn't be a movie, Luke. You don't want that. <laughs> so it gives you this great tension. And I felt that when I was a little kid, I could not put it into to words uh, mm. or really fully comprehend it. But I absolutely loved Yoda and I wanted to listen to him. He felt like the wise mentor. You know, I was the kind of little kid that like I wanted to I didn't always enjoy school, but I wanted to listen and learn from from the older people even when i didn't like the teachers or didn't want to be at school i, I wanted to listen and learn uh yeah. but then i also really wanted a lightsaber and if anybody was mean to me i wanted to cut their hand off <laughs> oh, <laughs> natural natural instincts so i remember being utterly tortured by yoda saying you shouldn't crave adventure and excitement and feeling like i know i know mm -hmm. i know a lightsaber is a responsibility but i just want to have fun with it <laughs> yeah yeah like, i remember feeling like actually guilty like i need to be listening to yoda yeah i i, I think the, the 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 what's in there only what you take with you might be um you know it might it, it's under that umbrella of the this patient's discussion uh even it's not maybe maybe not specifically a part of it but i had an issue with that too of just like no grab your weapons go in the cave right what, what are you waiting to find out you know <laughs> uh, and, and it, it's a cave the 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 monsters are there enough like then yeah yeah so i know what you mean where it was hard to hard to listen yeah yeah and it, as i get older i you know uh, so appreciate the wisdom of it so appreciate that that's there in the movie and how important that is and that that it isn't about action or inaction right it's about yeah. taking the time to make a really clear and really informed decision about what action you do take yeah. uh and and you're right we'll get into lots of great you know uh, sometimes maybe the Jedi were too patient and didn't act when they should have. And the moments where maybe Luke gets impatient and acts when he shouldn't, uh, and all of this kind of, I think patience is so vital to that. Um, was there an age at which you felt like you started that, you know, you got past that point of being, you know, a, a young person who just, who did crave adventure and excitement and was thrilled by that part of star Wars and, and started to listen, started to hear the wisdom. Uh, yeah, 45, right? No. Um, <laughs> well, but over the years, and I've struggled with patience in, 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 in many different kind of ways. And this is, these, are, these are the Star Wars discussions you, you, you and I really love having that we're just that really spiral into our uh, personal lives, right? And our own experiences. And Star Wars has been along for the, the ride the entire time with you, me, and many others listening. So I'm trying to pinpoint the exact exact moment. I really am. And it might be like when I first moved to L.A., I moved to LA at 22, which seemed like late, but it really wasn't. Um, but I waited for the right time and the right time emerged. Sometimes a little bit being forced out of the starship. Another, you know, <laughs> I lost my radio job and had nothing else to do. But also it was like, oh, I saw, I, I, I get it. I needed to, I just needed to happen. 
here and not when I wanted it to two years ago. And so I started to get it. And 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 it's funny, as, as, as you get older, uh, you know, Hoth is great. Bestman's great. I might just want to watch Yoda now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I would really be happy to just uh, have that series we've joked about on Disney Plus of uh, Yoda's meditations and just yeah. uh, cooking that root leaf stew. Talking to animals. Yoda talks to the animals, uh, communes with Qui-Gon. Don't even have to hear Qui-Gon's side of the conversation. Just Yoda's. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, um, yeah I think it really started to, it, it always resonated with me. Because like I said, I, I really loved Yoda. I think also, you know, I, I was three years younger than my brother. So when I was very young, I had not only parents and teachers, but my brother. And I had like almost every figure in my life was trying to be like, don't do this, do do that. Don't, watch yourself when you do this. So I think I'd already kind of heard and felt a lot of that. So it made sense. Yeah coming from this character that I liked. Um, so I always was intrigued by it, even though I had that youthful impulse to like grab the lightsaber and go. Sure. Um, but once I, once I really started watching uh, the movies a lot on VHS, there was a time uh, where I had my first apartment and th- I, I watched them, you know, like it felt like once a week. Um, it's like, if, if I didn't have something to do, well, watch Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a time in my life where I really got into Empire in particular because it had this uh, wisdom and because I was just old enough now to have experienced some like disappointments and some setbacks. And I and it was like, uh, you know, when when Luke was bummed out or Luke made a mistake, then it, I was related to him less as a hero. Like, yeah, man, life's tough. Right, Luke? Let's me and Luke go get a drink at the bar. Oh, we're making mistakes left and right. And not listening like we should. Ah, uh, like I really got into Luke as my my fail buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's, yeah. I'm trying kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the exact moment, but there, there's, there's that moment where, you know, you, you, you want to, you just ask that question of why? Well, why are are Yoda and Obi Wan telling our hero stay put? And and again, many discussions to be had and already have had, but you, there's that a moment. It might be 10, 11, 12, 20, like you're talking about a little bit older, first department, where you just start really trying to analyze why they're saying you can't go, why they're saying you got to hold back for the sake of your friends, for the sake of what they believe in and fighting for what they're fighting for. It just, and again, the answer might not be clear, but that's when it starts to hit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So diving in, we'll get into those scenes, but, but mm-hmm. diving into uh, how how the Jedi look at patience, or maybe even other wise characters in Star Wars. Why do you think uh, a Jedi and other wise characters find patience such a valuable skill? What is the philosophy behind it? Why is it so important? So I, I, this is going to sound melodramatic because I, I try to write it as if I was uh, Porter Engel. Actually, probably wouldn't phrase it even this way. <laughs> I, I, I had this thought of, you know, especially when it relates patient, you know, you're relating patience to Jedi and their philosophy. is that patience is kind of the separation of desire from self. Mm. Um, and meaning, and, and, and I'm having fun with phrasing it like that, but any example, we, we, you and I go to Qui-Gon a lot, which we know doesn't turn out well for Qui-Gon with Maul, uh, but there's something so powerful. And that's why I still love that moment. Even, even though we might know the end result, and even though Obi-Wan's charging in and maybe getting the job done and you can look at it on the surface, I still am so moved and affected by Quagon going, I know what I want to do. I know what I think I'm here to do, but right now I can't. And that's myself. That's my desire. That's what I want to have happen here. I've got to sit here and be present in what is actually happening right now, which is I can't go forward. 
And I got to be kind of detached from myself, but also find myself at the same time, feet on the ground, be present where you're there. Uh, and there's something about that scene more than any other example of patience. We're going to dive into them. That one resonates more with me. I think it's a really powerful picture of what we're talking about. Like patience isn't about don't ever act, right? It's about mm -hmm. choosing your actions. And to see that contrast between Maul, who, who is, you know, uh, just feeding uh, his passion and his anger and his hate uh, and just pacing like a, like a hungry animal. And to see that Qui-Gon being like, yeah, I'm in the fight of my life, but um, there's, there's no point in pacing. There's no point in, you know, being angry. I want to be clear about why I'm doing this. I am uh, stopping this person because they mean harm to Padme and I am committed to uh, defending her. And so I'm just closing my eyes and thinking about that, you know, and then that contrast where Obi-Wan's dancing right on the edge of vengeance. And, and I, I think it's, just, it's really powerful to just physically see it in a film of it is okay to act. Of course, that's what a Jedi needs to do many times, but you have to have clarity of why. The cl clarity of why is, is, that's a, that's a great book. <laughs> the, the clarity of why. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a, and, and I, my analysis of that scene is Obi-Wan looks cool as hell. It's my favorite lightsaber fight, yeah. but he leaves himself open and vulnerable and he almost uh, dies for it. And it is only when he slows down and, and mm -hmm. looks at the big picture and remembers literally that there are other options in front of him instead of charging directly at Maul that he's victorious. Uh, yeah. 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 hundred percent preach. Let's talk about, talk about that in another <laughs> podcast, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I got some thoughts, but I want to make sure that I'm hearing yours too. Any other thoughts on yeah. why they find it so valuable? I, I just, because having to wait, it, it is, it is a denial of oneself in a way, which is, but, but not of, um, not, you're not ignoring yourself or ignoring the big picture. Like you talk about so well, but, but action is needed. Jedi are on the planet or in the galaxy, I should say to take action. Right. But mm -hmm. so your clarity of why is pretty powerful in that, but you're just, I'm just, you know, anytime in, in, in my own life where it's like, I got to be patient. It usually is because there's something I want so much and you just, you can't, you just don't understand why it's not there. And, uh, and it's a desire and it's a driving desire. And you just want to get to the finish. You want to get to where you think you belong, where you may, maybe you believe and that you deserve uh, the things you deserve and where you need to be. And every time it's like, patience, patience, it will either come or either you're not come or it will come in time. And, and then clarity emerges. Clarity. Why? Uh, you, you, that's another uh, scrimshaw bumper sticker. Needs really <laughs> it really kind of uh, explains uh, the idea of patience in, in my life and, and Jedi's as well. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's great. I think your, your picture of, you know, impatience is rising from a desire of like, but I want this thing, I need this thing. Or sometimes I fear this thing that I don't want to happen will happen. So I need to act now to yeah. stop this thing from happening. Um, I think those are the moments where I really fall to, to dangerous impatience, you know, in my own life experience has been, you know, if you can take a deep breath before you act, you know, you can try to judge your decisions more carefully. And, and I love what you're saying about kind of separating yourself from your desire, but I almost even think about it as like just checking yourself, right? Uh, to be like, okay, I'm going to take a knee like Qui-Gon and I'm really going to look inside and say, okay, but now when you've taken a deep breath and you're calm, why are you doing this? And sometimes you'll discover, oh, I, I know exactly why I'm doing this and it's good that I'm doing this. And then sometimes you go like, oh, wait, I'm really angry. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm pissed at, at, at 
uh, th- this thing that's about to happen reminds me of this other thing, bad thing that happened once and I'm afraid of it happening again or or I'm hangry or whatever it is in in real life. And, you know, I, I almost think of it sometimes like sometimes I feel like a Jedi when I write an email at night and then I wait to send it in the morning. Yes. <laughs> and make sure like, are you being clear about, you know, because by the end of the day, every day I'm frustrated. <laughs> Life's yeah. hard. And like, is anything in this, is this coming off as anger or frustration or, you know, do I need to say this thing that might be taken as passive aggressive and you look at it again in the morning and sometimes like, no, that's all good and clear. And sometimes look at it in the morning, like, no, clearly some of that is my baggage. Yeah. Separate uh, that and send an email like a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Qui-Gon and his email thoughts. Yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely. A lot of truth there. And, and and the, it's almost as if patience is a self ego check. I think a lot. Uh, It is a stepping back a little bit at times. And, and then there's, we all can be, you know, trying to relate to maybe the Jedi, um, we all could be attached to outcomes and, mm-hmm. and control of outcomes and things you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about good things. You you brought up maybe potentially f- you're fear, fearful of, of bad things. And so it's a control. Like I must control the next steps. And, and patience is a little bit of letting that go, a little bit of letting that attachment to what's coming and what you want to have happen or not have happen, like you pointed out as well. So, yeah, it's all it's all there. And it all is all very Jedi-like because everything is a little Jedi. <laughs> Everything's a little Jedi-like. Yeah, this is the other uh, bumper sticker uh, that came to mind is I was thinking through some of these discussions we're going to have here of uh, this is very bumper sticker, but mm-hmm. the idea that patience is the path to the big picture. Yeah. Um, that if you wait, sometimes you'll understand a situation more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it relates to exactly to what, what you're saying. You know, uh, Luke didn't have the full picture when he he ran to Bespin. Um, yeah. uh, there's that difference in my mind between concern about hey, yeah, actually a, a bad situation is happening or is, is for sure about to happen. And we need to be concerned about that. Or like what, what happened to Anakin, Anakin had a vision with no, no, uh, you know, absolute proof that that was Padme's fate. And he felt to the fear of what could happen, not what is for sure going to happen. And, you know, patience, I think Jedi preach this because they don't want people reacting to, what might be they want them to react to what is they don't want them to fall to that that Mm -hmm. fear of what might be um and this is one i think about a lot because you know sometimes involved with a project i've had some projects over the last couple years where uh i have to accept i only have a small amount of control and i'll see train wrecks coming Mm -hmm. uh or conflicts coming and sometimes i've wasted a big chunk of time being afraid of them or wondering how I should respond or almost taking an action. And sometimes when I take a deep breath, the problem just resolves itself because what I'm concerned about is something that might happen. Not that something is for sure going to happen. And mm. that is, that, that really makes me think of these Jedi lessons of, of waiting to see how things play out, waiting to make sure you understand the whole picture, right? Like something as easy as somebody uh, you're working on a project w- w- with somebody and they advocate doing something that you think is, horrible it's wrong it's gonna upset everything else and then you get a little bit more information from them and you understand that maybe there's a part of the project you didn't understand and you understand oh that's why they wanted to do this thing that i thought was suicidal to our project (laughs) now that i've waited to have the big picture now i can address it better yeah Ooh. yeah absolutely this is also called working through hollywood (laughs) <laughs> exactly there's a lot of a lot of jedi lessons to be learned in old in old hollywood uh any other kind of thoughts on the the big picture of a of jedi relationship to patients before we move on no sounds great let's do it 
Excellent. So uh, as Star Wars fans, you know, we can get very passionate and excited about ideas, which is great. That's why we have a podcast, because we get really excited about Star Wars. Uh, but sometimes I think there's this uh, patience element to it, right? Like, um, I think a lot about the first season of The Mandalorian, where uh, Din and uh, other characters discussed that the Mandalorian creed was to never remove your helmet. And there was uh, confusion and frustration about like, but that doesn't match the other Mandalorians we've seen. And then uh, I think patience was really rewarded when that was an actual story point, a great revelation of the cultural clashes about different perspectives of the Mandalorian creed in the second season. And uh, I think that was just an example of where we're having some patience with the storytelling can really pay off. Do you think, Ken, that patience is a valuable skill as a fan? Oh, this is a loaded question, sir. All right. I mean, <laughs> what yeah. if you just said no? Nah, it's bullshit. Well, I'll tell you what. Here it is. It is a vital and necessary skill. I think if you want to get the full enjoyment and full understanding and full appreciation uh, for these properties, and it's a big picture. Um, it's not a valuable skill if if you know um, if you're if if you want click big click big clicks and 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 you want to get your YouTube channel to explode, just rush in there. No patience. Grab your weapon and head head out. But I, I think uh, as a fan, it is uh, it is vital. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is like, I don't want a lack of excitement and I don't want a lack of discussion. And I, I love YouTube videos that are like, fascinating. Here are the different things we've heard about Mandalorian uh, relationship to their helmets. Here's what we're hearing in the story. Here's what we've seen before. You know, uh, videos like that are great. But the the ones that are, you know, manipulative right that say yes oh they got it wrong what's this about um i i think the the thing big thing for me is is having some patience and going oh i haven't heard this full story yet just leads to more joy right because if you're watching it with the consternation that feels like they got something wrong or i can't concentrate because they didn't explain this or where that's going or what's the answer here especially i feel this way for many stories but particularly for Star Wars, Star Wars often is tip of the iceberg storytelling. It throws something out and it makes you wonder. And it even might sound like it, it you know, drastically contrasts with something we have always known to be true. And that's often a seed for future storytelling, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think if you just get upset about the, the tip mm -hmm. <laughs> of the iceberg and don't say, oh, give it patience, because what this is is not a conflict it's really interesting future storytelling, then you can enjoy the thing you're watching now and then you're rewarded down the line uh, when that storytelling happens. I've gotten better uh, over the years and, and you know, when you're doing weekly shows, not just here at Force Center, you know, uh, whether it be Jedi Council, Jedi Alliance, all the other shows we've been involved in or appear on, you know, again, it's fair questions. Again, you, it, some things are designed to be cliffhangers, so you're going to have questions and you should discuss those like you, you were saying, Joseph, but like I go back to the first time it really hit me both the impatience and then the lesson, lesson of patience as a Star Wars fan was the uh, Saint of Staros, but it revealed as Saint of Solo. And right. Coming down the, 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 you know, the, the, the little, uh, coming down her ship there, the runway on her ship there, the door on her ship and saying to Leia, and, huh, I, I'm, I'm Saint of Solo, his wife. And 
up in arms, right? Because how? Oh, that Han never had a wife. He never mentioned it. And oh, that means if he was married, he, that means he was cheating on her with Leia. Now he's just scum. And and, and that was part of the discussion. <laughs> and I remember, you know, Maud and I wouldn't go too angry, but we were discussing that stuff too on Solo. And some of it was fair questions, like, okay, if they stick with this, if this means what we think it means right here, then that could be. What do we now think of Han going forward? Fair questions asked. But the 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 rage, the confusion, that final frame of the comic. How dare they? How dare they? And then the very next month or the next issue is, it was all a ruse. It was part of a thing. And she's saying to Staros, and it's new it's new storytelling. And she said, that was the first time. It didn't necessarily sink in 100% with me, but that was the first time I went like, ah, I just kind of wish I shut up. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, this is where my bumper sticker is going to keep popping up of patience is the path to the big picture, right? Like, I think sometimes our love of Star Wars is so great. Something like that comic that was clearly intended to me as a cliffhanger to yeah. get people to go, whoa, what if? Does this mean this? Does this mean that? Like, great to go, what if, right? And But boy, is it so important to have the patience and go like, but let's not get mad about it yet because we don't know the whole story. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And like, I think even for me, like in a recent thing, you know, we've talked a lot on the Bad Batch report of I really love the character of Echo. And I, I really feel like his perspective was developed well in the second uh, in the first season of Bad Batch. But we didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. But because of my long history of, of watching Star Wars storytelling, I don't want to criticize that because mm-hmm. I think I have patience. <laughs> it yeah. feels like Echo is this character who's really making the argument that maybe we should be with the rebellion. They don't have the words rebellion yet, but maybe we should be with Rex. Maybe we should be, uh, you know, really looking at what's going on in the galaxy and being more proactive about it instead of just surviving. He keeps kind of making this argument and kind of grumbling it. So that makes me feel when I look at Star Wars through the lens of patience, that Mm -hmm. there's a great echo storytelling time bomb that's going to go off at some point. And, you know, five years from now, if I'm wrong, uh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I can get cranky then. Uh, and my version of crank would be like, yeah, they should have focused on Echo more in my opinion. Uh, but I, I enjoy being able to just go like, I'm excited for the future rather than I'm mad at the present. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a great example of, of a current, a current example. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. Uh, I love that example. Yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, I can uh, keep trying to be patient. Uh, I think it helps that I grew up wondering what the Clone Wars was for decades. It took a long time time. to be rewarded on that one. (laughs) Uh, So we've talked about it a little bit here, but I do want to just dive in because this is a hard topic to talk about without making it making it real. Uh, When do you struggle with with patience? Uh, When is it hard for you to be patient under what circumstances? Uh, I think when you, you want the, you want to, for me, it's a big answer, a big answer. Career comes to mind in the past might've been uh relationships um, and a happy and healthy one now. And so that just kind of goes away. Now patience becomes, you know, patience with the person you love and vice versa. She needs more patience than I do. Uh, trust me. Um, I'm, I'm Luke on an Island. I'm, I'm, I'm Anyways, different podcast. Um, <laughs> different podcast. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, it's it's uh, a lot of career things, a lot of things I wanted and moved to LA to do or projects you mentioned. And I don't mean just, you know, I'm kind of a workaholic, I guess, but uh, wanting the result and wanting the results so badly and wanting to get to that result because, man, if I just get, with, uh, man, if they say yes, 
I'm on, on my career's gone. I'm on this path and focus on it so much that I'm not hanging back and being patient. And then I'm not present in the now more Yoda lessons. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then I end up almost self-fulfilling prophecy of, of failing to get that goal. And it's happened a few times and it, it will happen again. It, it, it's human nature. This is, this is the battle. This is why we also love the lessons of Luke and last Jedi. You don't just level up and don't turn back. These are instincts and, and things and, 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 and natures that we all going to have to uh, uh, battle uh, against um, and with. So, yeah, that's where it is for me, where you see something on the horizon and it's something you want so bad that you just you just uh, leap ahead when you shouldn't. Yeah, I like that. So you're, you're you're impatient for the destination and you're like, what's this stupid journey? Right. I don't want any of this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I think for myself, I definitely have some some of the big picture stuff. I think a a thing that I have struggled with a lot is uh, I, I've been very impatient when it comes to like big picture time. Like there's definitely some things in life that I should have done everything from, you know, start down this journey of a specific project or a specific learning a specific skill or saving money or whatever. And I, I don't know, I, I, I can be very patient in, in certain circumstances, but I've always been impatient about time. Like I remember being really young and thinking like learning that a pregnancy lasts nine months. And it's like, why does anybody get pregnant? That's so long. <laughs> It'll never come. <laughs> and I've had some moments in life where I, I've really had that like, yeah, I could do that. But even if it pays off, it won't pay off for a year. And that's so long. And I want it now. Um, and yeah, not even like acting poorly in terms of rushing to get to the thing, but not yeah. taking on a challenge because it feels so long to get to the reward. That, that, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's a great way to look at it. A great way to realize that that's going to be an issue because, um, I, I, I there's, there's the amount of times in life where I've said, and I've tried to be, try to be philosophical about it, where you suddenly realize where you are. It's a place you're happy with and a place you wanted to be. And then you look back and realize that journey was way longer than you thought. And I think, if you, were, <laughs> you know, you could, if, if you were impatient back then, you might not have taken it. I, I that's a great example as well. Cause uh, I'm, I'm living proof of that in many things. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a thing that I've gotten much better on as I've gotten older because I see that like, yeah, no, you know, time flies. So trying mm-hmm. to be a little bit more patient, but I still have those moments where like, well, I'd really like to do X, but it's going to take so long. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it helps to get rewards on things like, you know, doing a thousand episode of podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun journey. The other thing for me is a, just a, a more small in the moment thing that I still need to really work on uh, is once I've decided or the group that I'm with has decided what's next, I want to go do the next thing. And, mm. uh, like I, I've, over the years I've had friends and family member who, who have like drifting conversations where like, Hey, we've all agreed that we're going to sit down in the dining room and play a card game. Oh, but we got stopped in the kitchen to talk about this. Oh, but we got stopped in the living room to talk about this. That is some of my most like raging impatient of like we said we we're going to go over there and sit down and that's what i want to do <laughs> <laughs> i i yeah i feel that too ah uh, that's yeah yeah it's it's the journey it's the patience uh, you're right maybe this is also why i love i love driving to las vegas more than flying it because it delays the the end of the journey and i'm just trying to enjoy getting there <laughs> Oh yeah, well that's a great. If you can enjoy that journey, that's some great patience because there's yeah. there's some beautiful stuff on that drive, but there's some stretches that are yeah, yeah repetitive. Uh, so 
uh, I don't want to just make it sound like horrible, impatient monsters. So I also want to ask you, when do you feel like patience does come naturally to you? Or, or when do you feel like a real champion of patience? Um, now, now it has been the lessons learned of some of the, some of it, uh, of the journey stuff and, and knowing that, uh, starting small is, is still starting. And, and, and I have experienced that in some of the, and sometimes it doesn't work, you know, um, for, for center, we started pretty small and, and we're going strong and, and going maybe stronger than we ever have been. And, uh, and that might've been something I wouldn't have done in the past. And, 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 um, and, 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 and so it, it's, it's a little bit of a taking a deep breath. I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a super meditator or anything like that. I, uh, but I have, I've definitely talked to myself, good car ride with some conversation with myself on what's going to happen in life is important. But, but it, it, the, the moment succeeds, the moment I find it easier now is as the older I get, um, is to know that I don't need to run down that hill. Uh, we'll get there. We know we're going to get there and we have a better uh, vision of what's going to happen. And then you can enjoy it even, enjoy it even more when you get there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you are the best person to take a car ride with. Uh, other than I'm super quiet and it freaks everyone out and I just stare at the windows. Yeah. Listen to music. Yeah. yeah. Poor Mark Ellis and McCook on the road, six hours to Arizona. Like you said three words. I was like two, too many. Um, <laughs> yes. But, uh, yes. Because, uh, yeah, I, I think a little bit now, but that wasn't always the case. Uh, you know, it wasn't always the case with me, um, especially with career stuff too, but yeah. 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 I, I think for me, uh, I, patience comes easily to me when I'm with uh, uh, other people, particularly in society. Like I gave that example of I can definitely get Im- impatient at home and I can definitely mm-hmm. get impatient. You know, if if a group has made a decision to do X and then we're not moving toward it, that, that can make me yeah. grumpy. But like things like airports, like that that's the, one of those like, mm-hmm. you know, if you rush the gate, you're not actually going to get on the plane faster. <laughs> or yeah. even if you do, what have you achieved? You know, uh, it, especially those things that just will, those big group society things. I think I have great patience when I'm seeing like, I am one part of society and we all have to wait. It's cool. Um, mm. I think probably some of that came from working uh, at Kinko's back in the day. Uh, when that was like a busy, high-pressured place to be and everyone was so impatient and so hard on the staff because they just wanted and needed their thing now. You know, no one goes to Kinko's back in the day out of choice. (laughs) Yeah, had to be there. And I think for me, I I just got a a, a much better Mm -hmm. desire to be patient in a way that would help the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. Of, you know, if we all rush through the the one small gate, it's not going to help any of us, so... Uh, I, you know, I'm great at airports. It's well, that, that's funny. The airports, I love airports <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, I love the travel of the aspect of it. And it's because I am, I am pretty Zen there. I, you want to, that, that's the most time I'm like a Jedi. I, I, I glide through, I'm never in a rush, have enough time. There's a time. Sometimes you get there a little late, uh, things you can't control. So you have to give that up and adjust to the next thing. You are you are Qui Gon behind that uh, that red shield there, waiting for what's next, and you maybe can't control the result. That's that's fascinating. You and I have traveled uh, traveled together, but I don't think we've traveled on a plane together. Right, yeah, uh, you, me, and Mark Ellis, we'll be Jedi's of the airport. <laughs> that I mean, I'm going to think about that now. I think a lot of people at the airport uh, waiting to get on their plane are Darth Maul, <laughs> yes. and I want to be Qui Gon. Like I'm sitting, I'm waiting. Maybe I will stand, but I'm not going to rush that gate. 
Yeah, and it leads to look. Sometimes, yes, there's sometimes you as the customer, things happen, and you might, you know, I get it, I get it. But you know, yelling at the the counters, yelling at the attendants, all those kind of horrible behaviors, and and, and there, it's a pressurized situation, and and, uh, and everyone's you, you can almost hear Yoda going, "What's in there? Only what you take with you. Don't get angry." Uh, so yeah, there you go. Right. We, we just self self discovery. We are Jedi's <laughs> of the airport. It's a new sect. Jedi Airport. Uh, the other thing for me that I, I would say it hasn't come naturally, it has come through the uh, experience uh, on social media in general, um, both when it relates to pop culture stuff like Star Wars, uh, but also real news. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think, hey, if you're reading a headline about Obi-Wan Kenobi or about great political strife, uh, the the desire to rush toward the destination, right? To just yeah. have an opinion based on the headline, you know, that's being so exploited right now. That's why the hate clicks work, right? Because they get people to just have an emotional response before they know the big picture, before they click through and read the article and realize, oh, wow, (laughs) I didn't have the full picture or, uh, you know, or even I think sometimes on on social media, you know, I I think I used to be more quick to rush in and Mm -hmm. have a hot take uh, and, Sometimes I think that's valuable and great, but, but I'm so focused lately more on like, well, what, what's going to happen? What do you want people to actively do? And for what reason? Like that matters more than my hot take. If my hot take can influence an action, great. But I think I've developed more patience to say like, you know, just taking a deep breath and, uh, and figuring out what do you actually want to happen and how can you influence that? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great way to look at it. Uh, I've become so patient of social media. I'm barely on it, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> you but, closed that laser gate entirely. Yeah, but also it might be because it's an area where maybe I couldn't control my control my patience with things with with people uh, as they work through some stuff, you know, or something like that. It might be on me, and I think that goes back to the clarity of why. You, you know, bring back an example of saying a solo, and 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 solo, you know, has a wife and all these things. You know, what what what. What was I going through? What is the why? Why of my impatience? It was like, ah, it was a, my favorite character's protective. It was, it was me going, what, there's new information that I didn't know. And now I don't seem as smart. And it was all those kind of like basic ego things and be able to slow down and, and just wait till, uh, wait till tomorrow to send that email. <laughs> it was a great. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's my last question for you in the first chunk of our podcast here. It, does pretending to be a Jedi help you be patient? Like when you're in a moment where you might want to get uh, grumpy or, jump into action with a hot head, uh, does picturing Qui-Gon help? Uh, yeah, I don't do it as much specifically. I think I'm going to need to now. Now that I'm, I mean, I, I probably got to fly in October again. Uh, that'll be the next, that'll be the true test. I'm like, sir, why do you have a cloak on? I'm like, I am in a Jedi. <laughs> um, it, uh, it does work. I, it, and, and it's not a, you know, we're not, we joke about this a little bit, but we are of the type and, and, and people listening. Star Wars runs deep it runs deep in our life that's why we're here it's why we're talking about it for a thousand episodes and more but over a thousand episodes um and so i do think about that kind of stuff i think about that the imagery of star wars all the time so now i'm definitely gonna think about it in an airport yeah me too uh the airport for sure i'm gonna start picturing that i I don't know if i'll actually kneel because i think that (laughs) might confuse or concern some people sir sir (laughs) sir sir you can't you can't qui-gon in here there's no qui-gon in the airport sir please uh 
But like, I do think about it with things like emails or, or, or when I'm really at risk of like, uh, blowing my top on social media or interpersonally, like I do think about it. And there's a little bit of that sort of fun of this is, this is really silly to treat an email, uh, like I am a, a mystic warrior with uh, fantastic powers. But then I also go back to like one, one of those Lucas interview quotes, um, that was making the rounds a little while back and I'd seen it before, but it was like really great to just reconnect to it where he's talking about like, yeah, that's, that's the point. You know, the point isn't that the fantasy of having a laser sword is fun and great, but the point is you can, everybody always can be a hero. It's the little things that are heroic in, in real life. Right. Um, just, you know, if, if you're frustrated at the grocery store and somebody in front of you is taking forever because they're having a hard time, take a deep breath instead of yelling at them, you know? Yeah. Uh, And I love that there is a Lucas quote out there that is really saying like, no, that's the way I was thinking of it. I, you know, the lesson of star Wars isn't uh, get a sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes that's the practical answer in this great fantasy world. The lesson is to try to take a deep breath and, and do what you think is right. Mm. Yeah. And again, going back to my, one of my original thoughts of uh, removing that desire uh, from maybe your own ego and self of, of, uh, even looking at Luke again, going to Dagobah, rushing off, right? It, it now sings in harmony with some of the stuff they're trying to get through to Anakin, or that Anakin failed at as well. Just like you're so fearful, you so you so just want your own desire, your own answer, your own opinion to be out there that you're you're rushing in when you should be just holding holding back with no weapon. Yeah, and now I'm picturing Anakin reading that Santa Staros comic back in the day and just throwing it down in anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a fun Star Wars visual. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back to discuss some of these specific moments of patience in Star Wars. We will be back in a moment. Hey, Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we are back to finish our discussion of patience. Uh, we're going to discuss some specific moments in Star Wars. And I want to be super clear. This list is not comprehensive at all. There are a ton more great moments of patience. I picked out some uh, from the original trilogy that I've sat with for a long time, or they use the actual word patience uh, in a couple more. These are some favorites, some big ones. There's a ton more out there. 
we, we try to be comprehensive, but sometimes that's how we get to the, those three-hour podcast episodes. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be patient with ourselves. Not a comprehensive list. But Ken, I want to start for a very early moment in the, uh, the chronology of release of Star Wars, going back to the first film, Star Wars, later Star Wars A New Hope, uh, when, when Luke gets mad at Han at the cantina and says, we don't have to sit here and listen, and starts to get up, and Obi-Wan gently uh, sits him back down. I love that moment. As I get older, I love that moment even more because I used to be Luke, and now I'm Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is, is going through Obi-Wan's mind in that moment of uh, teaching Luke patience? I, well, I think Obi-Wan might be thinking, don't F this up, kid. We're right here. We, got, we need this. All right. The forces led us to this moment. And yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. I think it, it's, it's just quick to quick to anger, right? Rush to anger uh, when when a solution might be in front of us. Maybe there's down the line a reason to get angry with, ang- angry with this cat. We'll figure that out. But not right now. We don't know the big picture. And uh, it, it, it's, it, again, the focus on the anger and, the, and that sliding scale of... Uh, <laughs> of problems that will lead to suffering uh, for Jedi. Uh, and Luke is fearful. He's probably fearful what's going on, fearful of the position in life. And, and now here he is uh, getting angry really fast. And I think uh, Obi-Wan just wants to slow that down. Yeah. And, and to your great point and great analysis of, of what patience is and why it's valuable, it's it's an attack on Luke's ego, right? It's hungry. And who's going to fight, kid? You? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's responding to. Yeah, you better. I'm not such a bad pilot myself. We don't have to sit here like... Uh, and it is, it is just about, uh, this guy insulted me. <laughs> uh, and I, I love that moment cause it's just, you know, Luke is, is so rewarding as a character because he is just, uh, ultimately really this beacon of light, but he's very human, right? He's got all these, these flaws. He's so excited to get out there and have adventure and excitement. And he, his mind is on the destination of like, gotta go save the princess. Let's go, let's go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I don't need this guy to insult me. I'm saving the princess now. Get out of my way. Uh, and it, so it's really relatable and understandable and it makes him a more complex character. And it's just played so well by Alec Guinness of the like, yep, 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 yep. Nope. Oh, uh, yeah. He doesn't seem uh, upset or affected by it. So now, like, backfilling everything that we we get to see Obi-Wan go through with Anakin. I, I, when I see that moment, I kind of think, like, this is not a surprise to Obi-Wan. You know, he has been watching over Luke. Uh, he knows Luke is going to be like this. And I almost think that moment, like, is Obi-Wan almost having, like, a fond memory of Anakin? Of, like, <laughs> yep, always on the move. Here we go. I forgot what this was like, where the Skywalker shoots their mouth off, and I go, "No, no, no, let's wait." Uh, it's kind of kind of nice to be back in the groove. Some nostalgia, some uh, <laughs> Skywalker nostalgia for Obi Wan. Yeah, because I don't think Obi Wan is ever kidding himself of like, "Yeah, no, no, Luke's a lot like his father." Oh yeah, yeah. Which is why when he, as he and Yoda have that ongoing debate, right, of Leia versus Luke. Uh, yeah, you could probably tell the probably can think Obi-Wan's like, I get it. I, he's probably said that so many times. I get it. I get it. Trust me on this. He's got some rough edges, but mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Uh, uh, I know that scene, I, that moment I really enjoyed. Is that one that you gravitate toward? I, I love that whole sequence. I, I love Luke at that moment. I love where he is. Uh, and, and, and the reality of, you know, this is twin sons, sunset Luke, the twin sunset Luke staring out dreaming and, it, 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 and maybe at, at times in both beats, he's in, it, resigned to his fate, but also impatient that he just can't one more season. God, I can't do it. I can't <laughs> wait. And I, I always feel that, that Star Wars is teaching you about the, the, the path you want to be on. You're, you've already been on it. 
you've already been on it. You, it's, you started that journey before you even knew it. And you've just got to slow down to see it and feel it and understand it. And at times, hopefully enjoy it. And I think um, even though this, the, the fate of the galaxy might be, uh, you know, hovering over this journey, I, I think Obi-Wan's trying to, to impress that upon Luke uh, in this particular moment. So I do love the scene and how it relates to the big picture. Yeah, that's some great analysis, really connecting it back to, you know, not only does he have this mission, not only is he going through the trauma of, of losing Owen and Beru, but like this is the headspace he's been in for years of I need to get off this rock. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke might be even a little bit a little pissed. He's like, I want to what are you I'm doing? I'm here with this old guy. This guy's this new guy's insulting me. This this carpet won't talk to me. Uh, my <laughs> droid buddies are outside. And all I want to do is go and join the Imperial Academy. And yeah, and they're in the way of that. My coccyx hurts because a walrus man pushed me to the ground for no reason. Yeah. He's got a lot going on in that moment. Exactly. Uh, moving on to some of the big, uh, just absolute spotlight patient, patience moments of the original trilogy. In Empire Strikes Back, Yoda does not want to teach Luke because he has no patience. In that great scene in his little tree hut, uh, Yoda advises patience. For the Jedi, it is time to eat as well. Uh, then Yoda loses his own patience with Luke and uh, reveals his true identity and says, I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. Ken, was Yoda right? Was Luke too impatient? Oh, 100%. 100%. This is why this scene becomes, um, this whole sequence becomes more rewarding, right? And this is, I remember even uh, what Tekka Waititi said in that Mando director's interview, right? Of just like, hey, yeah. you know, I want, this now is like the scene I go to a lot. Oh, yeah, indeed. And, and, and I love what, the, you know, go, tying it a little bit to what I was saying before, but it's like, Luke, your goal is right there. You, you've you've met the man, the hero, the creature, whatever it is you, you, you've wanted to meet. You just haven't slowed down enough to see it. Now you're angry. You're angry, and that's going to lead to more problems. Yoda's definitely seen this before. So was Yoda right? A hundred percent. hundred percent. And I would say Yoda is uh, frustrated, rightfully so, uh, as far as patience. He's waited a long time to get to this point, I'd say. But, um, you know, even he, too, probably has those moments. So anyways. Uh, not to get off too off, off track. Uh, yeah, Luke was too impatient indeed, because that's him. That's that's youth. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I love how much that he he has had experiences and he has grown, but there's that that fear in Empire Strikes Back that the experiences he's had have just kind of taught him the horror of war. They've given him the lesson of, like, you don't leave your weapons behind. And that's some of the growth and the experience he's had. Uh, and he has gotten more in touch with the forces we see when he's able to rescue himself uh, from the Wampa but not from the snow, uh, need some help there. Um, but yeah, that there's still that same energy there of, he wants to skip to the end. Uh, you know, like you were describing, he wants to go to the destination. He's got zero interest in the journey. Right. He's like, he wants to be a Jedi like his father. He's known that for a while now. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And when he's, when he, when he is that he can defeat the empire and he can save everybody. And it's great. Let's go. That's, that's the destination. Yeah. Yoda's this hiccup that Obi-Wan said, go see him. Ben mm -hmm. <laughs> said, go see him. And he's not looking at the journey right in front of him, that this important part of his journey is is right there. You know, it's all destination, no focus on on journey. Yeah. Yeah. You're already on that path, man. Slow down. Look around. Yeah. So Yoda was was very right. And I hadn't even really thought about that. There's this great uh, parallel uh, between these two scenes where, you know, uh, the voice of Obi-Wan appears and says he will learn patience. So Obi-Wan's really got faith. Uh, and then when Luke is getting impatient and saying, I, I can be a Jedi, Ben, tell him. And then starts to stand up and wax his head. 
Yeah. I've always enjoyed that as a moment of just, you know, it works in a dramatic scene, but it has an element of comedy to it. Yeah. But I hadn't even thought about how directly it's connected to that moment in the cantina of another moment where uh, uh, Luke needs to stand up to express his opinion. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Luke standing. Yeah, if, the, if just the ghostly blue hand of Obi-Wan had appeared and sat him back down, that would have been a hell of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, uh, later in the movie, uh, Yoda warns that if Luke takes the quick and easy path, he will become an agent of evil. Obi-Wan blurts out, patience, <laughs> to yeah. Luke. Uh, Luke fires back and sacrifices Han and Leia. And uh, Yoda adds, if you honor what they fight for, yes. So this is a good place for us to kind of get into this Um partially included it because I just love that moment of Obi-Wan saying patience in, in a way that doesn't sound patient, uh, but yeah, still works yeah. in the scene. Uh, but this is a, this is a really kind of an important little exchange of, of ideas and moments. And I think really worthy of discussion of should Luke have stayed on Dagobah? Would that have been the patient Jedi thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. In theory, but, but theory in theory, never, it's never easy just to follow, right? As this is this is why we need these lessons here. So, I think so. I think what Yoda's getting at always open for debate and love the discussion of this particular moment. But just this idea of again, it goes to attachment. Uh, I think of Shmi and, and Anakin, right? And and so Luke is getting visions, right? Isn't he getting some unclear visions? Yoda can't really make the sense of it. Always emotion is the future, and there's yeah, but he's seen Han and Leia in pain, much like his father. Yeah. yeah. And so Luke's got to be like, what are you talking about? I got to go. And, and I, you know, we would still, we, we would argue that I, I, you know, Padme's fate was not, not set in stone there. Right. The, the ink was not dry on that. Uh, and, and, and Anakin, you know, forced it from a certain point of view, again, uh, other nuanced discussions to have, I'm sure. But uh, so, yeah, it, 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 it would have been, it would have been appropriate to stay, but it near impossible. And this, and again, you're threading needles on decisions in real life and in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it's weird to think, look at a, a, a story like this and say, well, the, the hero thinks his friends might be in danger and he just wants to go save them. You know, it's mm -hmm. such a, a, a complex thing to add, especially to, you know, the world really viewed that first Star Wars movie of like, as Guinness said, don't think about it too much. It's a nice story of good and evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is this great complexity because, of course, the instinct is, yes, go save your friends, you know, uh, and it's adding this complexity from these mentors. And uh, I think this for me is is a great moment of complexity that especially with a lot more of this story filled out that you can look at in lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I really think of this moment is uh, uh, one for for my bumper sticker. Uh, Patience is the path to the big picture mm -hmm. that the mistake that Luke made is that he did not understand what he was rushing into. Right. Yeah. He was cocky about his abilities and he didn't understand. Like, I think he understood on the surface. They tell him, like, you know, it's you and your abilities that the emperor wants. That's why your friends are made to suffer mm -hmm. that. And he says, that's why I have to go. And it's, it's all very understandable. It's all very heroic. But, you know, he doesn't know the big picture that Vader is his father, right? He right. doesn't know how much this is about him. That from Yoda's perspective, only a Jedi is ever going to be able to defeat uh, Vader in the Emperor. And whether they know it or not, that's, that's what your friends are fighting for is to, to make it possible for Vader and Emperor to fall. Um, and if you put yourself at risk for no reason, you don't understand that it's not, you don't understand how easily tempted by the dark side you're going to be. You don't understand that you're heading into more of an emotional conflict than just a physical conflict. Right. You know, 
And, and I think it's it's all those things that Luke is saying, I'm sorry for in, in Return of the Jedi, that he didn't understand the big picture. I yeah, agree, especially the emotional thing, right? He's he's gearing up for this fight. Uh, going to in the Bad Batch finale, even I fell for like, oh yeah, crosshair and hunter, fist fighting. I want them fist fighting and then shooting. I want uh and then it's like it's it's a it's a emotional gut punch. It's 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 a it's a battle over ideals, a battle over experiences and scars and, and hurts and, and all those kind of things. And and for Luke to go and face, you're gonna get the one bit of information that could destroy you, not the not the weapon. Not the fight. You're going to get the information that could destroy you because it's going to it's going to absolutely rattle your core. And again, Luke's not even paying attention to the vision. Uh, you know, well, we're we're also debating how much he should pay attention to the visions. Uh, but he gets his vision of himself, his his face inside Vader's costume, and I don't even think he slows to 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 analyze that that much in the movie. You know? Yeah, I mean, he claims he has right because Yoda's like, "Remember your failure at the cave," and in, in a, a quote that I always like. But I've learned so much since then. Uh, right. Sure, Luke. Sure. <laughs> uh, what exactly? You know, uh, and you get you get the sense that he he is taking on the lessons of, of Yoda, and he but he's not able to apply them in this moment because he is, uh, you know, seeing a possible future. And Yoda makes it very clear, like, yeah, it is a possible future. You know, they are in danger, they are in pain, and you might be able to help them. Uh, but he is reacting to what what could be. And then I think what what's so fascinating about it is. Luke doesn't end up helping anybody, right? I mean, yes. Uh, Han's already in carbonite. Uh, Boba Fett's out of there. Uh, that's it. Uh, and Leia's the one who has to turn around and rescue him. So ultimately, he puts Leia in a little bit of risk. Yeah, puts the whole thing, whole thing in the risk. And he, he join he joins Vader right there. Though you know, we got a whole new set of problems, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Indeed. And, and, you know, Yoda's probably got some theories on, uh, you know, I get it. Your friends are in trouble. You're going to grab a clone army and go rescue them. Rescue probably the right thing to do, but also maybe leads to bigger problems. You got to be, you got to be careful. I was really thinking about that and I hadn't really before, but when we're putting these notes together, I was thinking about that. If if Yoda's like, yeah, no, um, y- you could help them. You could save them in this moment, but maybe you will destroy everything that they were fighting for. You know, in that moment is, you know, is there a little music video playing in Yoda's head of... Or, or you know rushing in and around the survivors a perimeter create and he's shaking his head at his own youthful indiscretion <laughs> which again you thread needles because you saved the day you did and you probably you know nine out of ten times that's probably what you do but this is why it's so important to learn these lessons and try to apply them yeah yeah exactly and then my other thought on this and this is why i how i think you know original trilogy is so enhanced for me by the prequel trilogy and mm-hmm. even the sequel trilogy. Uh, but I think for me, one of the big picture stories of star Wars is Yoda and Obi-Wan are, are given Luke great uh, advice. He doesn't have the big picture. He he isn't able to be calm and centered. He's rushed into an emotional conflict. He is acting on what could maybe be. Uh, so there's some fear in there, but also I think Luke ends up having a great point in this moment that uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan, because of the, what they went through with Anakin in the Fall of the Jedi Order, are kind of convinced that attachment is always a danger, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a moment where Luke is demonstrating this great passion and his his attachment, his love for his friends is only so much of a danger for him because he has found a, a way to to find attachment that isn't all about just fear and being possessive like Anakin. Mm-hmm. And I love that this is a moment where you could interpret it as Yoda and Obi-Wan are, are responding to their own fear and going, don't let attachment, attachment's just a danger. Don't, don't rush off just to save your friends. 
And then it is, of course, Luke's attachment that uh, ultimately leads him to victory, not just with his reaching out to Anakin, but I would say, you know, in Return of the Jedi, we see him go rescue Han and say, this is important. These attachments, uh, you know, matter and, you know, brings all these people around him and, you know, leads to to Lando's discussion with Poe of like, well, we had each other, you know, there is a positive side of attachment that Luke is representing in this moment that I think Yoda and Obi-Wan don't really believe in. Yeah. And, and he hasn't maybe given him reason to, but I think you're right that we, there's been great examples of Ahsoka's philosophy on it in the Clone Wars several times as opposed to Anakin's version of Russian in to save the day. We've seen that come up a lot. I think there's some, uh, stuff in the sequel trilogy as well, like you said, it's 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 all connecting that emotional canon of it there, and 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 uh, I love that we can look at um, particularly Yoda. I think there's some stuff in the prequels that um, I think sing in, in in harmony in the sense of of they are his failures, they are his lessons, and and they connect to the Yoda that we meet all these years later. Uh, it really works for me on those levels uh, to engage in it. It's all right for them to be a little flawed. Yeah, and, and when Yoda says to Luke in, in The Last Jedi, they are what we grow beyond, I think he's really including himself of like, like you, Luke, you grew beyond me. You had this this great compassion that made a difference and, and wasn't ultimately a danger to you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think Luke has a better version of running off to save the day and return of the Jedi, right? I mean, you mentioned the Han one, which is great, but even that took a while and we're learning some of the plot details in the Marvel comics, <laughs> but, but still, it doesn't matter to me. It, it was... It was they took their time to do that, and then and then the Vader one is, is maybe perhaps more the right way to do it, including the 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 positive attachment like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive into that a little bit because we we've talked about Luke's struggles to learn patience. Do you do you feel like Return of the Jedi he has mastered patience? And and if so, where do we see it for you at that point in time? Yes, yes. Again, the lessons are always ongoing, but yeah, I, I think it is. Um, it, it it is. It, it's in that. He, he, you know, he turns himself in. We've, we did that great uh, episode breaking that, that scene by scene moment down. But um, I think it's that whole sequence. It, it, it is submitting. He's submitting himself. He's not, he's not, he doesn't come charging out of that ad at Walker with a lightsaber ignited, having just killed everyone he probably could have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Surprise Vader. I'm here to fight you. It is, it is <laughs> he's submitting himself to the path. He is patiently waiting for the opportunity to uh, save his father. And when he's denied the first time, he knows, all right, that's hard. Uh, that didn't work out. Now we got to go face Palpatine, all those kind of things. Uh, I would still argue it, it, it. He's all the way through not rushing to any end because he doesn't necessarily know the end. He knows what he wants. He, he knows uh, the opportunity will emerge. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a great highlight. I'm just going to play this out uh, when it comes to trying to save his father. My expect, His hope and his expectation in that hallway was that Vader was going to, not turn him over to the emperor and he's like oh <laughs> you know and he plays it out and he almost gives in to anger the the threat of of violence uh toward leia of of turning her to the dark side almost breaks him but he uh, he is strong uh and all those great things happen for him in the end of the film i, I also just kind of do feel like it is there like i've always i'm glad that it's being filled out in the comics i haven't read those yet so i don't know all those details how many kind of posts along the journey are being laid out i will i'll dive into those comics but I think even without the comics, obviously, uh, the films have worked for several years. Uh, and I just always liked it. It really felt like Luke just on every level, uh, emotionally, physically, had his his Jedi butt handed to him in Empire. Yep. And it caused him to take this deep step back and go, I did absorb all these lessons. I heard them. I understood them intellectually. 
but now I'm going to internalize them. (laughs) And I I don't need Obi-Wan's hand on my shoulder to get me to sit back down. I can do that for myself now, right? Like the whole way he approaches rescuing Han, I, I, I really love that it is action. It is big Jedi action and there is violence involved. Uh, but he's really clear on, I, my friend has always been here for me. I am going to be here for my friend. Uh, I am going to rescue him and I'm going to be dangerously, almost absurdly patient about it in this plan. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm going to try everything. I'm going to try a fake droid sale. I'm going to try Lando hanging out there. You know, I'm going to offer Jabba a, a bunch of times. Please, please, please. I don't want a conflict. Yeah. Can I give you money? Nope. All right. All right. Uh, it warns again and again and again. It's so patient, right? It's the, mm-hmm. it, it's confident. It's patient. of like, I do have powers. I can, can take action and I will if I have to. And I'm trying to, get, I'm being patient. I understand the big picture and I'm trying to give you every way out, Jabba. Yeah. I even, Jabba, I even sent you boosh, boosh, boosh. Come on. <laughs> I have tried everything. <laughs> I should maybe flowers. Did you want flowers job at anything? So yeah, I mean I think a lot of Return of the Jedi is is about uh Luke's victories uh with yeah. patience, but even there in the beginning of like I'm I'm going to give Jabba every chance to avoid conflict. Mhm. Mhm. Um so moving on to uh, a moment in the prequel trilogy, uh, we could discuss the prequel era for a long time because of course Anakin and Obi-Wan have a very long history of bickering about patience, but there's this moment in Revenge of the Sith when they are trapped by their ray shields in the hallway of the invisible hand there, and then Anakin says, I say patience. And Obi-Wan goes, oh, patience. <laughs> and Anakin suggests waiting for R2 to free them. R2 shows up, but it doesn't really work out. Yeah. And it's always been like a good moment of comedy to me, but I really wanted to kind of just dig into it mm-hmm. as a moment for you. Do you feel like Anakin has truly learned patience or is he kind of trying to show obi-wan what he knows obi-wan wants to see it's it's a it's a uh, anakin has a word of the day calendar and patience rolled up <laughs> right I, I got i got i got a pal i i i he's 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 trying to get more plugged into the the bigger world and sometimes when he talks about it it just seems as though he read a headline and he's like right we're talking about this issue i'm like i, I don't think you're getting points for talking about it, but you're definitely not getting points for understanding it. And yeah. I think Anakin is some, some of that going on. It's a great exchange truly is. And, uh, uh, but I, yeah, I think it is like, right, right. Like Anakin's got the roll down menu of skills on a video game. I've selected R1 for patience. Did that work? <laughs> I'm mashing the patience button. Yeah. It's a pretty great take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always loved that first chunk of revenge of the Sith because with the exception of Anakin giving in to Palpatine's seduction and, and allowing himself to, to murder Dooku mm-hmm. uh, out, out of vengeance, um, out of just obeying uh, uh, the commands of Palpatine. Um, outside of that, that whole first chunk is really that little bit of like, this is the Jedi he could have been, right? Like he's you know confident, he's in command, uh, he and Obi-Wan are in sync. He's got this just huge, huge amount of compassion, which can be such a huge virtue. And he he wants to go back for the the clone pilots who are in trouble, but Obi Wan's like, no, 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 they're doing their job, so we can do ours. You know, Mister Big Picture, Anakin listens to that. Then Obi Wan's in trouble in with the buzz droids, and Obi Wan's willing to let himself go. And Anakin's like, no, that's that's a bridge too far for me. Yeah, you know, I have compassion for you, and I will save you. So like, you're seeing all these these things that relate to both Anakin and Luke about the virtue of compassion 
but he's kind of keeping it all in check, you know, and, and they're pretty much in unison. He does a great job in, in landing the invisible hand. So there's all this stuff in there that is about Anakin trying to be the Jedi that he knows he should be. And the patience thing is a, is kind of a joke, but I also really like it, especially when you like combine it later when he's confessing to Padme that it's not enough. He wants more and he knows he yeah. shouldn't and he's not the Jedi he's supposed to be, that he's really actively trying, you know? Yeah. And he, he's got this mentor, this person that to him is a father figure, Obi-Wan, who's tried to teach him patience forever and is often right. Sometimes uh, Anakin in the Clone Wars animated series is right to rush in. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, look, look, Dad, I've learned what you've taught me. <laughs> <laughs> and Dad's kind of like, really? Have you? Have you? Yeah. Yeah. She feels that frustration. Just just builds up that frustration even more in Anakin that it's just not going right. Yeah, yeah, and he tries to have patience with the uh, with uh, being excluded from arresting Palpatine, right? And yeah. he can't, can't. Yeah, and all that, all that just flows back into his like main impatience, <laughs> his main bucket of impatience, right? <laughs> I'm being patient. God, I just want to get through this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. God, isn't this enough patience yet? Yeah, he's, but he is so much about the uh, the destination, not the journey. But I, I love that moment. I think it's a, a great moment. And then, of course, obviously, throughout the Clone Wars animated series, there's a ton of great stuff with uh, Ahsoka learning patience and Anakin and, and Ahsoka both being uh, more prone to be always on the move, as Obi-Wan would say, and all that. So a lot of great stuff there we could dive into. Uh, but the question I wanted to ask you about the Clone Wars era, mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit about how patience relates to action or inaction. Uh, do you think the Jedi as a whole, the Jedi Council, uh, were too patient during the Clone Wars? Because Yoda's aware that any war is not great, and this is the shroud of the dark side, that there's a war at all. But it seems like they're really like, well, let's defend the rest of the galaxy, uh, or let's defend you know, from the Separatists, from the Sith, uh, and let's play this out and find out what's going on. Uh, the Force will guide us. Do you think that they were too patient? Should they have been more proactive? I would say say yes, and I think that they're they're starting from the right point. You and I, uh, you're you're a, a very vocal about justice for the Jedi. You and I are, are behind that idea, and and you don't want the Jedi racing around the Senate building, yanking senators out because they think they might be causing problems, or you know, uh, we hear one of you is a Sith, or we think someone out there in the galaxy is a Sith. We we don't necessarily want them. To yeah. Do that. So line up for mind probes, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. they don't want to do. They don't want to do that. But I think there's something in this idea of, and Star Wars always wants you to maybe look at the other side. You know, we 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 challenge what you you describe Last Jedi so well as being this movie that kind of challenges some of the core ideals from Star Wars in a, in a way to confirm them. Right? I'm saying that a little clunkier than you do, but uh, no, that's, that's it. Um, I see it like that, where where it's like be patient, but then you know they they got to confirm some stuff they believe, but that that their patience collectively is, is hiding a fear. I think. Do they want to face the fact that that a Sith's behind this? Do they want to face the fact that they're losing power and maybe the reasons why, which we, we know are more likely from within and where the Jedi are now, or maybe a collective uh, grasping uh, so tightly to the ideals of the order and all those things. And do, do they want to face that? And, and maybe they don't. And so the answer is, well, just, just, just wait till tomorrow. We'll figure it out tomorrow. And really did. They just don't want to face themselves. They don't want to face what they know or they fear about themselves in this situation. 
Yeah, I love what you're saying here about fear because yeah, they have that great conversation about you know that the the dark side is already so strong that it's clouding their ability to to use the force and should they inform the Senate and like no, our enemies will multiply, right? Like yeah. maybe uh, strategically sound, but it also does sound like yeah, like that's you're not willing to be honest. You're afraid of uh, being perceived as uh, weak, right? There's mm-hmm. a, a fear of a a loss of control or a fear of you know, even going to Revenge of the Sith when they're like, well, if, if Palpatine's a problem, then then we're going to have to take over the Senate and, you know, saying like to a dark place that leads us. Like they're also really desperate to avoid that outcome mm-hmm. because they so believe in not grabbing power, right? They don't want to be yeah. the masters of the galaxy. They want to be, uh, you know, defenders of peace and justice. Uh, they want to help when people are in danger. They don't want to control things. And there's, I think there's a fear of like, okay, but, but if, if we go against the Senate, then are we going to be grabbing for power? Yeah. 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 Again, fears. And a lot of it, again, thread and needles, thread and needles, man. It's, it's, it's all so close and why it's so beautiful. And it's like, if they had been a little more, you know, not aggressive, but forward thinking a step ahead of it, or just, or just realizing where they were, were more than saying a step ahead of it, I should say, just being present what actually was happening in attack of the clones, you know, Kiati Mundi, mansplaining the hell out of Pat about Dooku. <laughs> if they had not been in that moment, have just seen and, 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 and not hid behind that shield of patience, uh, they, they might not have needed to rush in with the clones to save everyone at the Petronaki arena, which launched this war that was a lost cause in so many ways. Um, who knows? You know, you're uh, Pat uh, Palpatine's a, Hey, that's an ad, that's an adversary, man. You know, I almost, I almost said worthy adversary, but I don't think he's worth it. But you know what I mean? Like, that's a powerful, powerful enemy that you're going up against. And this is what he's playing upon. And he's probably paying, playing on like, you know what? Those Jedi, they are patient to a fault sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to be right in front of them the whole time. And they're not even going to be sure. They're going to debate about whether they should act. That clear, He's going to be a clarity of why they're addicted to that. Yeah, your bumper stickers will keep you imprisoned. <laughs> In my machinations. Yeah, absolutely. This is what I love about it. There's just, it's, it's so uh, just complex and interesting. And the reason that I sometimes talk about, particularly when we're doing our, our Clone Wars report, looking at the animated series of Justice for the Jedi is not just, it's so easy to just go like, uh, well, they, they were dumb and they made mistakes, but like, okay, but why? And can you see how they were trying to do something good and being something good and failed at it, you know? And, and that's what Palpatine can take advantage of, of like, yeah, you're going to twist yourself in knots trying to do the right thing. And I'm going to present you with a situation where it's really difficult to figure out what the right thing is. And I love that perspective that the, the Clone Wars happen. They don't want to just take power from the Senate and go, no, we say no. We, the Jedi, are in control now, so we say no to that. We're going to go shut down mm-hmm. your clones. They don't want to do that because that's grabbing for power. Uh, they know that Dooku and perhaps another Sith is out there controlling all this, mm-hmm. uh, and they feel some responsibility for that. And the as we see in the Clone Wars animated series, they uh, the Separatists and the Sith, the droids in particular, not, not the day-to-day people, but the droid armies, are actively attacking people so they can justify the beginning of the war as defense. Yeah. And then I think we really get to what we see in, in the films, what you're talking about of like every time they come into a problem, it's like, ooh, this is scary. This is bad. Yeah. Let's meditate. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, I, I say it in a jokey way, but I think it, it, it is, that's where they really start to fall apart, right? Because it's, it's not a bad thing to be yeah. patient and to play it out and to try to see the big picture, but they're relying entirely on that, right? Of let's, let's keep doing something that we know is harmful, that we know is increasing the, the 
shroud of the dark side mm-hmm. because we're just playing it out and playing it out and playing it out and trying to find the big picture and they don't have the big picture until it's too late and they are cocky that they can't possibly fall right i mean kiati mundi is uh, like mansplaining he i think he's syrian syrian splaining yeah. like yeah he the you know he's got one in almost every movie right fandom and it's like i don't think the sith could have returned like <laughs> count duca was a jedi he's a political idealist i don't think like in that whole kiati mundi side of it mm-hmm. that cockiness makes them think like we're jedi patience we got this down mm-hmm. play it out find the big picture and this time it, it didn't work. They needed to find a different way to act. Yeah. Yeah. They, they shouldn't insert a Will Arnett. I've made a huge mistake on uh, my guitar. <laughs> he turns around and faces his bones. Oh, I would pay such good money to, to get the actor of Keati Mundy uh, suited back up and, and doing a, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the, the, yeah, you mentioned uh, cocky, which is um, the blown up, stretched out, ego-filled version of confidence. And I just think sometimes cocky uh, replaces a, a lack of confidence. And, and we're talking we're talking about patience, but they're using this patience. This is a big general conversation, I know. But of um, they're using this patience, patience, uh, patience uh, I can't even talk now, patience shield to, uh, uh, and you talk about meditating, right? Well, that's appropriate. That's what they're supposed to do. I think it hides a, a lack of confidence in themselves as an order. The, the, you know, it's like a sports guy. You, you, you know, you're training, you know, you're going to take that shot. You might miss, but you, you know, you did everything right to get to that point and you're going to, and you're going to take action. You're going to take that shot. They're not willing to take the shot because I think again, fear, confidence, something's going on, but we, we've got this. We're going to be patient. We're the Jedi. Come on. And I think it's, it's, it's all a big, uh, a big ball of uh, wonderful emotional confusion in the prequels uh, behind what's going on with the Jedi. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And, you know, it goes to me of why I really love Last Jedi and why it all it all works for me is Luke is wrestling with these things of like of these mistakes and saying, OK, well, I'm going to I'm going to convince myself that inaction is actually better. And Star Wars has this great conversation of be patient, uh, take your time, know the big picture, have clarity of why you're act- acting. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that sometimes can feel like it's telling a story of not to act. And I just don't think it is. I think Luke's decision is, yeah, I need to take the right action and I need to have clarity of, of what the action is, but simply taking no action was wrong. You know, yeah. I, I stayed on this Island because of fear. Yeah. Because again, right. This is again, a general, and I don't want to bring up 2017, 2018 discourse again. <laughs> but yeah. The, the jokes of every, a lot of people just wanted Luke to grab that saber from Ray and charge down the hill. That would literally not be, you know, talk about not our Luke. That would be Luke going against everything he learned and who he, he was. Right now he's just struggling with what to do and the clarity and all those things. But, like, that's why. That's why he wouldn't have done that. I mean, he, he's another reason. But that's why we wouldn't have wanted him to do that. Uh, for me, at least my point of view on, on and patience in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and to me, we've talked about some of those great moments where you see the seeds of grumpy Luke of, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not such a bad pilot myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke had some grump in him even when he was young. Uh, speaking of the sequel trilogy era, do you feel like patience is a part of what Leia is really trying to teach Poe in, in The Last Jedi and moving forward? Yeah, I think I think it's a big part. I think there's some other things there around leadership and sacrifice, and again, what it is to be a hero. Uh, uh, you know, dead dead heroes, dead leaders. She she's driving that point home, particularly in the last 
Jedi. Uh, so yeah, and part of that is is patience and patience to slow down and see what is really going on. Our goal is to get out of here on crate. We're stuck. We can't get out. Uh, Luke's out there. Ah, why is he doing this? Let me slow down. Let me put the mm. blaster aside and let's figure this out. We don't even know. Three PO just pointed out. We don't. We can't get out. Um, but there's. It's going to reveal itself. It's very Jedi like. You and I talk often, the light side is present, dark side too, but the light side is present everywhere in the Star Wars story. And I think that that comes from that, that patience from Leia. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just, it, it obviously Leia is a, is a Jedi uh, in, in training, mm-hmm. uh, but just a general, absolutely wise person. And I think Leia is so uh, powerful in the Star Wars story because she doesn't have these moments where she falters and says, uh, okay, I can't see. Uh, the exact right path forward. So I'm simply not going to act for a while. Mm-hmm. She is always dealing with the real galaxy. She is always willing to take an action, but she always has this sense of patience of like, let me see the big picture. Um, and I feel like, especially in the beginning of, of last Jedi, that's so much about uh, this bumper sticker I'm on about of patience is the path to the big picture of like, Oh, it's totally understandable and relatable that dreadnought's right in front of you and we can take it down and it's the fight right now. And maybe there is even an element of truth to that, of that. Mm-hmm. You don't want that dreadnought on you no matter what. It, it, but what Leia is upset about is you don't see the big picture of, you know, we ha- have a lot of fights to go. Yeah. And then even with Holdo, Holdo tells him the big picture, right? Yeah. Our mission is to survive and inspire other people. And he can't see the big picture and it's not until crate that he uh, really starts to use that skill mm-hmm. of taking a deep breath, looking around and seeing what the big picture is and what is the actual, it's not a question of taking an action or not. Right. And that's almost what Poe's mad about of like, we're not taking an action. We're not coming up with a cool move or blowing anything up. We're just running. Right. That's not an action. And like he, it takes him a while to understand, like there's no doubt on taking action. Leia and Holdo are extremely clear on what the action is survive and be an inspiration so there's more of us so that we can make a difference but right now the action we have to take is is absolutely to survive and holdo even takes a big action when it's appropriate and it's just poe is needing to slow down and see that big picture and see like yes an action is being taken and it's one that is tied not to the battle just in front of you but to the big battle yeah, well, I mean, look, you look at him in the beginning with like, those those dreadnoughts are are fleet killers, and it's like, well, you just got our fleet killed, Poe. <laughs> of course, you know we have no fleet now, and it's a it's a painful lesson for Poe to learn, and I'm okay with that. That in terms of the story of uh, there's some scars on poor poor, uh, poor Poe's soul because of that impatience, and so I think it's it's part of the picture there. Yeah, yeah, and in one of the ways that just kind of thematically, I really feel like there's such great rhythm between uh, Last Jedi and Empire with these uh, similar kind of uh, issues uh, coming up about uh, jumping in your cockpit and blowing something up or uh, jumping in your cockpit uh, with your laser sword, as Luke does. Uh, Are there any other moments of patience in Star Wars that that you wanted to discuss? That is, of course, not a full list, just uh, some of the big ones for me. Well, I mean, I can't believe you missed this one, man. It's the greatest, greatest example, man. It's it's in the Battle of Naboo, the approaching droid army, and Jar Jar says the wisest words ever: "Steady, steady now." Um, that's that's patience. No. <laughs> yes, I almost put that one in. I'm sure, steady, you. steady, steady. Uh, there's there's uh, there's 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 many there's many to discuss, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll patience part two is probably needed here at Force Center. 
we'll wait for patience part two. Yeah, I, I was going to throw out uh, the Clone Wars episode Lightsaber Lost with uh, Terrace Nube oh, yeah. helping Ahsoka <laughs> to slow down and, and find her blade in the, in the right way and take responsibility. That's a great patience episode. I mean, uh, but we've talked about that one a lot. Yeah, but Terra, I'm kind of obsessed. Tara Sanube is patience personified, right? At this point <laughs> in his life, because we've seen now we're starting to hear and read about younger Tara Sanube in our Republic. But uh, man, he is, he is uh, patience with a capital P. That is right. Tara Sanube with one of the greatest quotes in Star Wars. He's a fish guy. Uh, <laughs> if you're interested in hearing us go uh, go all in on that episode, uh, we've got a great episode of Clone Wars Report. Uh, I don't remember how long that one is. Maybe 72 hours. Uh, we really like that episode. But Ken, it has been so great uh, to discuss the concept of patience, how important it is to Star Wars, how important it is to Jedi philosophy, its relationship to when to take action, when not to take action, its relationship to cosplaying Qui-Gon Jinn in the airport. So many great ideas of patience. Uh, but do you have any any final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts are just take a deep breath, people. Take a deep breath and fall to your figurative knees and wait for that shield to open and the Sith to be destroyed. Wait for the laser gate. That's going to be our self-help book uh, from Force Center. Ken, do you want to let people know uh, where they can find us? Absolutely. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on uh, Instagram and YouTube as well. Not as active on there, we know, but we're there if you want to find us. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available on many platforms. Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Just search and find us. Like, for instance, we're on Spotify. Uh, merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us at patreon.com slash force center as announced on the news and Q show on Tuesday, we got a special commemorative poster being made available to our top tier supporters on Patreon. Uh, yeah, go ahead and check out that episode or go to uh, patreon.com slash force center. If you want to join up and support at the appropriate level, uh, you can follow me at Ken Napsock or go to my website, Ken Got a new show. I'm so excited about returning to my rock radio roots. I got a show on Mixcloud called Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio uh, me and a playlist just, presented an old style radio format look for that there joseph what else you got cooking uh, that sounds so great uh your your rock and radio roots that's man that that is example of of some good djing right there with that alliteration <laughs> Uh, for myself, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for all of my other comedy adventures. Uh, but for now, for myself, uh, for Ken, for Qui-Gon's knee, this has been Force Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.